Welcome to What Day Is It Today, where we tell you what day it is today. My name is B, and unfortunately Christian could not be here to celebrate these wonderful holidays today uh, because the biggest hurricane since 1850 decided to hit New Orleans. So he is out of commission for a little bit. He's okay, uh, but he's unavailable at the moment. So today, instead, I brought on a wonderful friend of mine, Joey Arcaro III, <laughs> to celebrate these holidays with us today. Hello! Hello, hello, hello! I'm so glad to be on. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. So today, we are celebrating four great holidays. We got Be Late for Something Day, which is <laughs> what Christian is celebrating right now. Oh, He's yeah. being extra late for the podcast. <laughs> With good reason, but that wouldn't stop him from being late anyway, as usual. Yeah, yeah. We've also got National Coffee Ice Cream Day. Which is fire. (laughs) Oh, which is horrible. How dare (laughs) you? Oh, no. Oh, no. Already? Really? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We also got Read a Book Day, which I have to apologize to all of our loyal listeners. Again, they miss out on Christian's rant on how much he hates the library. Why? Why? How do people hate <laughs> reading in books and libraries? That's like, I wish he was here. I want to hear him explain why. So does everybody. There was another holiday a couple weeks ago where it was the perfect holiday for him to rant about how much he hates the library, and he just didn't do it. Uh, he was too tired or something. So we hyped this whole thing up for this week where he was going to talk about how much he hates libraries for read a book day and of course he's a coward and didn't show up for it what a coward hiding behind yeah, a hurricane no good excuse like a fool yeah. <laughs> could you believe it and it's also a pretty obvious one labor day i mean are you are we, are we really gonna try and take shots at labor day <laughs> honestly that's one of those holidays where, like, Memorial Day, totally get it. Um, oh, shoot, what's it? Veterans Day, totally get it. But Labor Day, like, that's, isn't that literally just a day off for most yeah. people that work? Yeah, it is. I- and it's just, like, celebrating working by not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I Okay, so I did a little research, actually, because um, you sent me the days... And Labor Day was the first one that I actually looked into. Can I talk a little bit about Labor Day and the history of it? Oh, absolutely. All right, so a little flashback back to the 1800s. Everyone's unhappy, but they're working in the United States. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, people are working like 12-hour shifts, seven days a week, which I thought was a little funny because uh, me and Wafa do that anyways, still. Um, and they say conditions were horrible, though. So, like, five- and six-year-olds were working in the factories, you know, scrubbing off their little fingers and working in the coal mines, which is obviously horrible. And, you know, uh, especially, like, the treatment of immigrants and how they were working um, and their work conditions, yeah. they started to form these groups and these unions and fight back and were able to get better conditions for themselves. And so Labor Day is supposed to be an appreciation of what they did and also, like, Remembrance that, you know, the people still have power in that regard. However, (laughs) however, I want to bring you back. Do you remember, uh, I remember all the stories you used to tell me about the union you had to be part of when you're working at the uh, grocery store. Oh, man. And and I I wanted to pull some stories out of you from that, if you want to talk about that. Oh, of course. Yeah, so my very first job in high school was a bagger at a grocery store, the little local grocery store in our hometown. And they forced me to join the union because, I mean, part of being in a union is everybody has to be part of it or else it completely Mm -hmm. ruins the point of having one. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. So I joined this union as like a 15-year-old kid and I'm paying my dues, like... (laughs) Literally, <laughs> literally paying my union dues. Like, yeah. I am giving money to the union to be a part of it so they protect my rights as a worker. Yeah. That would make sense. Uh, and then about three months into working there, 
a union rep shows up to strong arm me despite having been in the union paying my dues for three months at that time which was a long time for a 15 year old kid working an awful job so they show up and they like pull me into this back room and they say hey basically we are going to get you fired if you don't join the union and i was like wait what what do you mean i am in the union they're like don't you mess around with me i know what you're doing I'm like, i don't know what i'm doing i don't think you know what i'm doing literally pay- paying your dues literally paying your dues oh <laughs> uh, yeah and so they threatened to fire me over not being a part of the union even though i was giving them money to protect my rights as a worker for months at that point so i'm a little bit salty when it comes to unions <laughs> because my union threatened to get me fired because they didn't realize i was giving them money yeah and and honestly like i'm not a union buster kind of guy especially coming from like entertainment but like i think that yeah. that is like the ironic twist of labor day isn't it is a 15 year old could be trying to grad like get get his degree in high school keep his grades up get into college pursue pursue the life that they want and also be working and the union <laughs> is literally still working and you used to work crazy hours too like you used to work oh, yeah. a lot on top of high school you know like these ridiculous conditions yeah, i was working th- 36 hours a week because they wanted to keep me just under full-time Well, because it was illegal to make me work full-time So they would give me basically a full-time schedule while I was in high school While you're in high school uh, And and then some 45-year-old man goes and threatens to get me fired <laughs> <laughs> And it's not, you know, obviously there's worse situations to be in And, uh, you know, there are people in situations where uh, yeah, they need totally. to be working Along with high school. Like, that's understandable. But it, you'd think, like, the union would try to protect you in that way, right? And, and, and you know, we see this all <laughs> the time. Like, all the time in, like, Hollywood, right? Like, with, with like, people who are, like, PAs mm-hmm. and people working on, like, these small projects who put themselves in, like, these crazy dangerous positions. Like, I remember yeah. I was on this shoot um, trying to, like, make ends meet. And it wasn't, like, a very... Uh, it wasn't a very well-paying p- job and i don't know if i've ever told you this story have i ever told you a story about how i drove a uh, a grip truck around for 24 hours straight oh i didn't get to hear about that one uh, i'm excited look, i'm about to this is a this is a perfect example of how uh you know labor day i think is important and i think we should put a little more recognition on uh you know the people who are toiling out there every day and who need that who need to like actually have that day off so so I was working on this project, and basically it was like a, a short film, and uh, I drove all the way out to Palmdale. And so for for those of you who don't know what Palmdale is, it's like a desert town, and it doesn't have like a huge population, and it's normally really really hot. The day I went, it started to snow. Okay, so this is like your first <laughs> omen into the darkness that this day was for me, um, and I was just supposed to be there to be like an AC. So I like. And that's an assistant camera uh, guy who's, like, supposed to just keep track of, like, camera notes, swap out lenses, do stuff like that, right? And um, the producer, essentially, he, like, asks me, you know, since, you know, it's snowing and there's, like, not a much, lot that we can do with, like, our lighting in this situation because it's literally snowing and we weren't preparing for that <laughs> in a desert. Um, yeah. Is it possible you could take John, who's a friend of the director to go pick up um, some lunch. And I was like, yeah, I could do that. Like, that's not a big deal, right? Especially if I'm, like, doing that instead of, like, sitting there on set doing camera work. That's, like, a reasonable thing, right? So I meet this guy named John. He's this uh, South African guy. And he's he's hilarious and he's great. Um, And we hop into my my beat-up Toyota Corolla. I'm sure you remember it fondly. Um, and we start driving off and we head out to Burbank and he starts talking to me and he's like, Hey, um, do you know a place that we could, um, order lunch from? And I was like, huh? Well, yeah, I know a couple places. Do you not have like lunch prepared? And they're like, Oh no, 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 no. We haven't, um, picked a lunch place, but if you could help me, that'd be great. 
So he like didn't know how much lunch to get and he didn't know where to get it. So I suggest and like call and like help him with it because I could tell he was like pretty like confused and kind of nervous. And oh, dang. yeah, so was this for the like craft services full set? What was that? Lunch or was oh yeah was this like craft service? Oh, so it's for everyone. It's for everyone. It's not just for this guy. Yeah, yeah, and we're supposed to do three locations in one day, which for anyone who's ever done recording knows oh, no. that's with with like a full crew and and stuff like that. That's just not possible, right? Like that's just not feasible, especially when you got a lot of pages to get through. Anyway, so we 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 get we get to the the pick up the food, and John looks over at me and he goes, "Hey, um." Would you know where to pick up a like a truck? And I was like, "What do you What do you mean?" He's like, "Well, we need the we need to get a grip truck." And I was like, "You guys don't have a grip truck?" And he's like, "No, but but we can go pick one up." And I'm like, "You understand like rentals and equipment isn't something that you just like appears, right? It's like you need the you need the <laughs> <laughs> you need the like book it in advance." And he's like, "Oh yeah yeah yeah, it's okay it's okay." And basically, so we find this grip truck out in. Just the shadiest part of LA, right? And and basically, so we bring the food to the second location, which is literally in Griffith, which is a nightmare to get up to. Um, and they're like, uh, the producer starts complaining, like, this is not enough food for everyone. I can't believe you did this. And I'm like, I'm an AC. Like, I'm not even supposed to be picking up food or driving around. Like, this makes no <laughs> sense. Why am I doing this? And, and and I was just like, all right, whatever, you know. I was like, I'm, I'm here for the ride, right? I'm going to help out. I'm a helpful person. So I, we drop off the food, and I'm like, I'm not going to be driving. So we Uber, and the Uber, he's like, oh, you, you guys are going to this part of L.A. because we're going to pick up the truck, right, Branson? And <laughs> Yeah, of course. And he just starts shaking his head, and he's like, dude, someone got stabbed there last week. I was like, what? Somebody got stabbed out like, there? What? Only one? Yeah, yeah. In, in, in this place in LA, like this specific place, he's like, yeah, dude, right around the corner. I was like, oh, this is great, right? So. That's probably why the grip truck was freed up. Yeah, it's ridiculous, right? <laughs> so so we go out, we go to this truck place, it's the sketchiest place. There's like a mattress next to the facility or whatever. And the truck does not, it doesn't look like it was owned by the company. Let me put it that way. So I go in and I'm like, John, go go get the truck, right? So he goes up and he's like, well, actually, I don't really have an ID. So he, oh, he ends no. up explaining to me that he's like actually not technically legal here. So I need to be the one who gets the, who rents the truck. And I'm like, huh? Wow. <laughs> and so basically <laughs> I have to go talk to this random dude. We use John's credit card because it's basically an endless pit of money. And we go and we rent this truck. You know, you're supposed to be 25. At, and at the time, I was not 25. The person looks at my up and down ID and just nods. And <laughs> <laughs> lets us take this truck. And, and Branson, I'm telling you, this was a massive truck. Like, this is like, this is like a real truck. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so for the listeners that don't know, that aren't familiar with, like, film set stuff, the grip truck is basically what holds, like, all of the electricity for, like, an electrical equipment for a film set if it doesn't have, like, a building around. Yeah, it's... it's Correct me if I'm yeah, wrong. Yeah, it's, it's a moving storage... Um, it's like a moving storage case, right? Like, it's, it's huge. It, it carries flags. It carries... Um, grip equipment, carries electrical equipment, carries everything, right? And it can be like sometimes a power source. It has a hydraulic lift capable of like carrying like really, really heavy stuff, including dollies and track and stuff like that. So it's a big truck and I've never driven a truck like this. And John looks at me and says, hey, I don't have a driver's license at all. So you're going to have to drive <laughs> this truck through the shady part of LA, which is extremely congested all the way back to Griffith, right? And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, this sounds great. We are about 12 hours into this day already um, for the listeners. And so as we're driving back, John goes, hey, Joey. Um, <laughs> and now, now I'm laughing, right? Because it's just gotten to the point of ridiculousness, right? He's like, we actually need to go pick up all the equipment. And it turns out we're like three hours late. 
which is oh my a nightmare right it is a nightmare <laughs> i was just gonna be on the shoot for like camera stuff and it turns into this crazy fiasco so we go to this this equipment place and they're pissed dude they're so mad that you could see it in their eyes and none of them help me none of them help me load the truck and john doesn't help me load the truck either he's just on his iphone swiping on tinder the entire time <laughs> nice. the entire time and i'm like sweating and I'm not a I'm not a huge dude. All right, I'm like five foot five, one thirty. Right, I'm I'm literally picking up an entire film set's worth of equipment and strapping it <laughs> into a truck, uh, which was just the most insane thing like ever. Right, I, I was just exhausted. And so then we're like, okay, now we can finally go drop this off at Griffith. Right, wrong. Wrong. John looks at me and goes, of course. "Hey Joey, we have one more. We have another thing that we have to do. We have to go pick up the set." Oh, you gotta be kidding! <laughs> so we go to this random place in like Van Nuys, where this like two brothers and a dad they make like these small breakaway sets um, for a confession booth, um, which is just. <laughs> It was just ridiculous. So I'm sitting out on the truck. I think at this point, we're about 18 hours into my workday. Um, and it's night now. We're no longer, we left Palmdale in the morning morning, and now it's night, right? And so John goes in to go talk to them. And I'm sitting there for a while. Um, and uh, John comes out, and he is just like kind of stumbling around. And he's like, all right, we're good to bring the set in. And then we, like, I help these guys, thank God, like, bless these people for helping me bring it into the, the truck because it's massive. And basically there's no room left inside of the, the truck at this point, right? It's grip equipment and the, <laughs> the set, right? Um, yeah. So we get in, we get into the truck, um, and John looks at me and he's like, he's like, Joey, I have to be honest with you. My phone is dead. And I, I, I used the bong inside. <laughs> those are two very different things, and I'm so glad he lumped those problems together. Yes, yeah, so his phone was dead, so he can't contact anyone that he needs to now, and he's stoned out of his mind, and he's uh, you know not supposed to be in this country in a truck that I have in my name that... Uh, is not supposed to be under my name is just it, and have no business driving <laughs> and I have no business driving full of equipment that is just really expensive right and so I'm like all right I call the producer and the producer's like hey uh is it possible you could like leave the truck at your place and then drop off John and I just like no 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 <laughs> I'm going to bring this truck to wherever you live. I'm parking it outside your house, and then I'm leaving, right? And he's like, all right, whatever. He's like, I'm on a date, though. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Oh, my now? God. <laughs> this producer's on a date. And so I drive the truck, and I have to drive it um, basically towards Silver Lake. So I'm, like, looping back and forth through L.A. I'm about 22 hours into my work day. <laughs> And uh, I'm driving the truck, and some of the roads up in Silver Lake, for those of you who've, who've driven up there, are, like, smaller than, like, San Francisco. And some of them are, like, just as, like, crazy, right? Um, I turn, I take a left turn, and I hit a car that we're driving. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. John loses it, dude. He's like, okay, oh, no. <laughs> We gotta stop. We gotta pull over. I could be arrested. I, you know what I did? I can't do this. And he's like freaking out, man. And so I pull over. I'm just stone faced at this point because I'm just so exhausted, right? <laughs> and the guy, the, I'm like, basically, I'm like, I talked to the guy. I'm like, hey, uh, I know like this happened. Uh, I'm gonna give you the contact info of the producer and the director. I'm just driving it over to their house. Uh, they will be the ones who. Uh, we'll talk to you and work with you. And basically we called the director and he was like, oh, no worries. I'm so sorry. Like the director had no clue that I had gone on the scavenger hunt from hell. Um, <laughs> and so he was just like super cool about it. He was really awesome. And so I drive to the producer's house, literally park the, the, the giant truck on this small road on like the, the side of the road. And 
I ask him, I'm like, hey, can I call him and I say like, hey, can I bring the keys inside? He's like, I'm still out on a date. So I was like, all right, I'm putting the keys on the tire. <laughs> and yeah, that's it. <laughs> and so oh, man. we we literally then um, Uber back to Griffith and get into my car. And I basically tell John, I'm like, John, you're an amazing person. I he Even though he was like, a horrible companion and was not helpful at all. He was hilarious and also incredibly fun to be around. Um, and if he wasn't there, I probably would have gone insane, right? Because he was like essentially just this like comedic relief the entire time. And um, afterwards, like I got a call from my friend who is the DP and he was like, dude, I talked to the producer. We're going to like double your rate. We're going to fix this for you and everything's going to be oh, good. Damn. And they like they like comped me for everything, but it was just like that. That is the reason we have Labor Day, Branson. Because <laughs> it's like imagine if people people doing this like every day. There's people doing this every day, and it's just like, oh my god, I'll never forget it. And then we ended up having to go up to California City, which was just crazy in itself. And a dude like we were on set filming outside, and a dude brought a gun. Uh, who was a neighbor because he was tired of us filming. Uh, and that just like nice. closed the production for the day. It was wild, dude. And like, I think. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's like I've been kind of like just going on about this story, but I think it's like. That's why I think, you know, Labor Day has its place. And even though maybe not a lot of people experience that kind of stuff, working their like nine to fives. I think there's still like a place for for those people who kind of like are in those exploited positions. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. So this Labor Day, celebrate by taking a 24 hour drive in an enormous <laughs> truck full of expensive equipment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With a with an illegal immigrant that is hilarious but not very helpful. Yeah, yeah. I I highly suggest <laughs> it for everyone. It is a once in a lifetime experience that I don't think you can replace. <laughs> Sorry for that long story. I just was like... Oh, no, that was... That was beautiful. <laughs> um, so, it's also National Coffee Ice Cream Day today. And a little birdie told me that you love coffee ice cream. I think coffee ice cream's good, right? But I guess, like, the bad part of coffee ice cream is it's not caffeinated. Is that the bad part of coffee ice cream? Ooh, yeah, see... Like, do you like coffee ice it's cream? It's all the... Oh, coffee ice cream is the worst ice cream. <laughs> the worst? Is it worse than the bubblegum ice cream? I hate the bubblegum ice cream. Oh, okay. Okay, the bubblegum ice cream is pretty bad. Yeah, come on, dude. I, it's like frozen take, okay, chunks yeah. of bubblegum. Like, who actually uh, eats the ice cream oh, and then chews yeah. the bubblegum afterwards? Like, was that a real concern that people had? Where, like, their breath was so yeah. bad they needed bubblegum integrated into the ice cream <laughs> so that they didn't have to worry about it? You know what I mean? Yeah, how are you supposed to eat that? Are you supposed to, like, scoop around the bubblegum chunks and then, like, take a big old bite of the bubblegum afterward? Yeah. Or are you supposed to, like, chipmunk it into your cheeks while <laughs> sucking on the ice cream? And what if you get a cone? Do you set aside the bubblegum while you eat the cone so that the bubblegum can be safer afterwards? I, I bet you oh, yeah, 98% yeah. of people who eat bubblegum ice cream, they swallow the bubblegum before the cone. I will I will make that assumption. Yeah. It's like those ice cream bars that you get at like um, ice cream trucks, like the SpongeBob's and the Ninja <laughs> Turtles and all those where they have bubblegum eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so weird, right? I don't remember how I ate those. <laughs> you just probably swallowed the bubble gum like the other 97% of people, right? Like, I mean, that's <laughs> yeah, what I, I think I did probably. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if I did that. But coffee, ice cream, have you ever had like an affogato, which is like... Uh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, doing some uh, gelato or sorbet yeah. with, with some espresso over it? Okay, I can get behind that. But again, you got the good part of the coffee, which is the caffeine, right? Yeah, yeah. The lack of caffeine really kind of kills it for me, right? Like maybe if they had caffeinated ice cream, which is like a whole new sector of uh, legal drugs for children that probably shouldn't exist, right? <laughs> like caffeinated ice cream. Yeah, I'm really bummed that this week I was meaning to head over to the best ice cream in Sacramento 
uh, over at Gunther's. Gunther's? And I noticed they... Oh, it's so good. It's funny. A bunch of restaurants will have, like, proudly serving Gunther's ice cream around this area. Oh, wow. And for the longest time, I'm like, why... Why do they have that sign up? That's not, like... A restaurant is bragging about the ice cream that they serve for dessert every once in a while. But, like, I went to the actual Gunther's. Mm-hmm. I I understand why they brag about it. It's so good. I've never... I've never had Gunther's. How have I never had Gunther's? Oh, man. It's... There's constantly a line, like, around the building. What? You get it. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's, like, in this little residential neighborhood kind of area. It's bizarre. Like, even in the winter, they're busy. So, so even in the winter. That... Okay, that's something I, I disagree with is, is uh, like, winter ice cream. Like, I don't understand those people. Are you Are you a winter ice cream person? Yeah, I, I'm not usually a winter ice cream kind of guy. There's so many better warm desserts that make you feel nice when you are eating in the cold. Like, ice cream is probably one of the lowest on the list of desserts to get in the wintertime. But every once in a while, you just get that craving to have just, like, a scoop of ice cream. And I'm very happy that there are places that still do it. The ice cream that I will get in the winter is a milkshake, because I'll get milkshakes any day of the year. Okay, okay. Milkshakes are really good, though. Yeah. Like, there's something about drinking a milkshake while it's raining. While it's raining? It's just... Mm, yeah, it's so great. <laughs> it, sounds like a, it sounds like a song from the 90s. Like a lyric from the song <laughs> from the 90s, like, being with you is like drinking a milkshake in the rain, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna write a song like that now. You should, you should. Uh, <laughs> that sounds good. I mean, like, is there um, is there a hot equivalent to a milkshake? Oh, a hot equivalent. Um, there's hot buttered rum. I mean, it's not quite hot the same. Hot buttered rum? Oh, have you never had a hot buttered rum? Oh my god, it sounds like you like live in like Candyland sometimes. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> <laughs> what is a hot buttered rum? What? It's it's rum, and unfortunately, I don't have the internet here, so I can't <laughs> look up exactly what's in it. But it's an absurd amount of literal butter in it. Um, it it's almost like a hot caramely rum. Are you like, are you telling me, Branson? Branson. <laughs> I've known you for a long time. Are you telling me you literally drink melted butter with rum in it? Oh, it's so good. <laughs> what kind of what kind of abusive thing to your body is that, man? Are you kidding me? It's like so the worst it. thing I've ever heard in my life. What the heck? Is that the American okay. pirate beverage of choice? Is just rum and butter in it? What? I, I, oh. It's as American as rum and butter. <laughs> There's got to be someone listening to this who's like, butter and rum? What? Is it, Probably most people. Is, is it Okay, okay, okay. Wait a minute. Is it just an adult butter beer? Oh, yeah. It's basically that. Uh, it's, it's, not, it's not quite like a butterscotch like that. I'm pretty sure that that is. Mm. Um, but it's... It's pretty darn similar. It's it's what butter beer is kind of supposed to be. I like to keep my butter rum separate from my butterscotch. <laughs> One buttered rum and hold the rum. <laughs> Just bring me <laughs> melted butter in a cup so I can relive my, my dreams of summer milkshakes. It's wild, dude. I've never... Is it like a spiced rum that you use? Yeah, it's usually like a dark spiced rum. What the heck? All right. Yeah. Anyone listening to this, please contact either me or Branson in any way and tell me if you've had hot buttered rum. I gotta know. I just gotta know. Yeah. yeah either tweet at us at, at what day is today or, or what day is today podcast, or you can send it to what day is today podcast at gmail.com, which is the longest email address that's ever existed. <laughs> Well, please, please do it, because I need I need someone to let me know, because I've never heard of that. That's so wild. But okay, do they have that at Gunther's? That's that's my real question. 
they don't. What they do have in the wintertime... You know what? This might be the wintertime equivalent to a milkshake. Okay. Eggnog. Eggnog. Eggnog is the wintertime equivalent, huh? But they, they don't really have, like, flavors, do they? No, it's it's just... Well, at least as far as I know, it's just eggnog is the flavor. <laughs> what the heck, man? Oh, but, but Gunther's, they make their own eggnog in-house. And it's unbelievable. Oh, yeah, you really like eggnog. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm an eggnog fiend. Ugh. <laughs> Gasp. <laughs> okay, 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 what about this? An affogato with eggnog and coffee ice cream. Oh. Okay, I, I could get behind that. Okay. Doing a, doing an eggnog coffee. Maybe that's the problem with coffee ice cream, actually, now that I think about it. The issue is it's really good when combined with, like, like things. Like, if you have, like, good toppings or maybe, like, you put some actual coffee on it where it's, like, mixed in with other types. But just, like, okay. eating a pint of coffee ice cream does sound laborious, you know? It sounds, yeah, it sounds horrible. It sounds like a what you should do to celebrate Labor Day by working really hard and getting through that pint. I, I would be honest, if I, uh, during that truck drive, if I had a, a pint of coffee caffeinated ice cream and a side of uh, butter rum, maybe I would have felt better about it. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So I, I don't usually down melted butter in the winter. It's a thing I've had like a few times and it was great when I've had it. The normal, like, hot cocktail kind of thing to have in the winter is a hot toddy. I love hot toddies, dude. I could talk about hot toddies for the rest of this podcast. Oh, my God. Little bur- oh, yeah. I have a little <laughs> bourbon, little lemon, little hot tea. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Get some spices floating on top. Oh, yeah. A little bit of clove and star anise and all that good stuff. Oh, my mm. goodness. Yeah, yeah. Big fan of the hot toddy. Have you tried Mr. Black? It's a, it's like a coffee liqueur. I haven't. Oh, yeah. That's that's one that you should mix into your holiday beverages. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's obviously an alcohol. I think it's from Australia, but it's really good. It's like really good. It's very coffee. But that's if you like coffee flavor are you a coffee flavor kind of guy or are you like is is that the true root of this this <laughs> coffee ice cream discrimination <laughs> that's exactly where it's coming from it's just that i'm not a huge fan of coffee oh, in general gotcha gotcha yeah. oh yeah yeah like i'll have coffee every once in a while but i'm if i do have just coffee i drink a black mm, really which is weird, being not a coffee guy, but it's like, if I'm going to drink coffee, I, I'm going to like do it. I'm going to drink coffee. That's such an engineer answer. <laughs> <laughs> such an engineer answer. I, but, yeah, yeah, no, I get that. I get that. I think there's, the issue is there's so much bad coffee marketed as good coffee. And, mm, yeah. and then you, like, go to get coffee and... Especially like some fancy places down here in LA, you'll be like, I'll get a like this just like a twelve dollar coffee, and then it comes in like a K cup sized cup, and it just tastes like ash and regret, and you're just <laughs> like, why did I purchase that? Oh my god, yeah. There was a time that I was down visiting you in LA, and we did exactly that. Exactly. And it was the most disappointing feeling in the world. It's like, all right, we're in this like really cool, hip coffee shop. They've got to have good coffee, especially because it's like twelve dollars a cup. <laughs> no, it's it's just it's the taste of California in the summer when the ash is leaning <laughs> down. <laughs> yeah, just go up to Northern California and open your mouth. And just <laughs> <laughs> just keep your tongue out and catch the little ash snowflakes. Yeah, yeah, honestly. I feel like there's so much just, like, miniature chalices full of, you know, pa- like, brown paste and despair served hmm. in the name of uh, hipsterism. And it's just, like, not not ever that good. Sometimes, though, if you if you get the right cup of coffee, like, you go to the right place... It can be extremely good and magical. Uh, And and I think that's what I like about coffee. There's like an alchemy to it. And I I bet Gunther's is like this too, right? It's like when when somebody works really, really hard on the ingredients and like the actual 
um, recipe for something, it's just like is a completely different experience. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, somebody that like really knows their craft and really does it right, like there's something special about that, no matter what it is, whether it's coffee, which normally isn't that good, or ice cream, which is hard to mess up unless you make it coffee flavored. <laughs> monster <laughs> i can't believe this i mean what, I, what if maybe the issue is is that maybe the coffee that they put in coffee ice cream isn't the the miracle coffee because it's probably like starbucks quality coffee that they're putting in it <laughs> and hiding it with sugar and cream like starbucks does yeah yeah well that's the thing right most people don't actually like a dark cup of coffee they like milky water with like a touch of coffee flavoring it's like my parents, especially my mom. So my wife is like loves coffee. Mm-hmm. She's a huge coffee fan. And the first time that she came over to my parents' house, uh, my parents offered her a cup of coffee. And I was like, wait, no, you don't want that. <laughs> because the way that my mom makes coffee is like maybe like a tablespoon of coffee in the entire mug. Oh my god. Followed by fill up the rest with coffee cream. Oh no. And then whipped cream on top. Oh my god. And then she's got this like shaker, like salt shaker kind of thing. Ooh. That's filled with like hot chocolate dust. <laughs> hot chocolate dust. Oh my that goodness. She sprinkles over the top of the whipped cream. No wonder you don't like coffee. And you have to have like this like bitter <laughs> nightmare coffee to enjoy it at all. Yeah. <laughs> so the the other kind of coffee, like obviously I'll drink a latte and like of course those are good. It's hard to mess that up. Yeah. Um, every once in a while I'll have that. And also Vietnamese iced coffee <sighs> is mm, yes. so good. Yes. Have you ever had like Turkish coffee where they like heat it up on sand? Ooh, I haven't. That sounds extravagant. Yeah, it's very cool. I I highly suggest if you get a chance. So Turkish coffee is like is strong. Like like people put water in their coffee or they drink like just like a thimble of it because it's just like literal like jet fuel. You'll just be like freaking out after you drink it. <laughs> But they, like, they'll heat it up in sand, like, traditionally, or it'll come, like, in, like, this very specific kind of, like, pot. And that's, like, how you know it's Turkish coffee, and it's really, really strong. So if you like Vietnamese coffee, I bet you'd like Turkish coffee, too, because it's, like, real deal coffee. It's not, like, a, you know, wimpy, watered-down sugar coffee with <laughs> hot chocolate dust. I'm just imagining you, you're like, Christine, no! And you, like, slap it out of her hand. Jump in front of it. And you're like, yeah. no, drink the rum butter instead! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Have you ever had kava? I haven't. I've heard a little bit about it. It's like this, uh, it's this tea that's, like, uh, kind of like Polynesian, um, they have it in like Australia and like uh, Hawaii and stuff, and it like makes your mouth go numb. It's like a relaxant. It's like t- uh, ten times stronger than chamomile, is what they say. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, we should we should go drink some kava next time you're down here. Like we should see if we can find like a little kava bar. That would be fun. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like um, the Chinese, the Szechuan peppers, like the real ones <sighs> that make your Tongo numb? Oh, it's so good. Dude, I love Szechuan. What a weird what a weird thing for like a human to eat and be like, yeah, that's cool. I'm gonna add that to stuff. <laughs> you know, the first person to have their face go numb and be like, wow, that hurt. Nice. You know? <laughs> nice. I like it. Let's do it again. <laughs> Let's do that in all of our food. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Bro, check this out. <laughs> oh. What a wild thing. What a weird thing. You know? And I'm so bummed that our listeners get to be disappointed once again by not hearing all about how libraries are apparently the worst thing that the government has done. <laughs> Good. All right. All right. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, I don't know. I don't know if I should do this. I was going to say, I'm going to try and channel Christian for a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please do. At least give it. <laughs> I want you to channel him. Actually, you channel, you channel Christian right now. Okay. So, like, 
Libraries are the stupidest thing. They're they're dumb. They're only for homeless people to watch porn <laughs> oh in, <my> and <laughs> they're a waste of taxpayers' money. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy! <laughs> oh my god, I, I can't hold on to being Christian in my heart for long enough. <laughs> like for any longer than that, I can't handle it. <laughs> no, no, no. That's why that hurricane being summoned over New Orleans, just like chasing it's just him being mad. <laughs> it's the emotions manifesting themselves. Um, do you? Did you? Okay, I didn't grow up where you grew up. Did you ever have a book fair at school? Oh man, of course we had book fairs. The Scholastic Book Fair with the book orders. Yes, yes. And how how did that make you feel? <laughs> There was something about that day. Like, I rarely ever got anything from the book fairs. Like, I got a book maybe twice. Mm. And, of course, nobody wanted the books from the book orders. It was always the, like, bendy, smelly pencils and the, <laughs> the, only, the only book that people actually got, aside from, like, spy gadgets and bendy pencils and <laughs> smelly markers and all that stuff, the only book that anybody ever actually wanted was those Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah. And it was like Christmas that day when those like plastic bags full of your book orders came in and then your one friend actually got the Guinness Book of World Records so you'd spend like all recess totally reading a book but you were just looking at pictures and be like, whoa, that guy has so many like clothespins on his face. It's that crazy. Is it crazy like That's... thinking back on those like memories oh man it's it's so funny like looking now and thinking like somebody like somebody had to make that a business yeah and then also sell that idea to the schools how how is because if it was like yeah like how is it how is it that that was i think for a lot of people, a really nostalgic, awesome part of their childhood, like, in, like, school, but, like, books for so many people is, like, a daunting thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> did, did, like, high school ruin literature for literally everyone and, like, the elementary schools and, like, whoever that person was selling that product were, like, fighting for their lives to try and save, like, reading for people, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I guess I have a little more cynical of a view of it because, like, to me, the way that I think of it is whoever, like, Scholastic was started by was probably like, I want to sell a bunch of bendy pencils to kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the only way I'm going to get this book order thing through the schools to get to the kids is by pretending it's about books. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you think it was, you think it was planned. You think it was calculated. What other people thought were happy memories were just chess pieces merely pushed around by Dr. Scholastic <laughs> himself. Yeah, evil Dr. Scholastic. Unless evil Dr. Scholastic did the exact opposite thing. He's like, I just really want kids to read books, and I'm going to provide that for them. And then nobody bought books, so he's like, I guess I, guess I need to make a living somehow, so I'll add a couple of things like these bendy pencils to these <laughs> orders. And then they started just blowing up. <laughs> What if but what if it's more innocent? What if he's just like he's like, you know, ah, kids aren't going to want to write in their books and annotate. So what if we give them something fun like a bendy <laughs> pencil? <laughs> and 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 all the kids are just like, yeah, I like bendy pencils. I'll take a bendy pencil. Mom, I need 20 scratch and sniff stickers and a bendy pencil. It's for school. <laughs> it's for it's for my education, mother. Don't you care about your child's education? <laughs> See, like, for me, for, for me, it, like, I moved around a lot as a kid, like, a lot. And so, yeah. Yeah, you, I remember, you moved around an insane yeah, amount. yeah, I moved around, like, maybe every four to six months, sometimes I would stay there for, like, a year, but I moved a lot as a kid, and it was really hard, but... One of the one of the unifying things was on read a book day. They would sometimes have like, like you said, like scholastics, or they would have like the um, like a book fair where everyone got to come and like take a book, um, and you could bring oh, it home. Yeah. 
And I always loved that day. Like, even as an adult, I could go to, like, some luxury place. I, like, you know, I bought a car. I did, like, these other things. I don't think anything amounted to the consumerism I felt choosing that one book, you know? Mm, yeah. Um, and once I grabbed See, a Goosebumps I, I novel about... and I tried to read oh. it at home, and I'm pretty sure that was the beginning of my sleep paralysis, <laughs> which kind of, <laughs> I guess, maybe maybe I should be more mad at Read a Book Day for Goosebumps. But, um... <laughs> Here you are sleeping peacefully, and then suddenly your sleep, yeah, uh, sleep paralysis demon. That's what it's called, right? Yeah, your sleep paralysis demon, Frankenstein's dog, is sitting <laughs> in the corner. Okay, okay, don't clown on me like that. But maybe I, I definitely would have probably been better off if I had just got with the bendy pencils. <laughs> See, yeah, I for, I forgot that the book fair was a thing and a totally different thing from the book orders. Mm. The, yeah, the book fair every year that came around where they would let you like basically come into the library and they'd have all the like displays set up and you take yeah. a book home and all that. Yeah, right. Dang. And it felt so mad. Yeah, and you were like, fun. oh, this is the story I want to jump into, and then often you'd read like five pages and then just throw it away or whatever. Not throw it away, but you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I'm just laughing about the Frankenstein's dog thing because <laughs> last week it was Frankenstein Day on Monday. Oh. And, and I'm an idiot and was for some reason, instead of saying like, oh yeah, Mary Shelley, a female author at a time that was crazy for female authors to get big. Um, no, I'm an idiot and I said the name R.L. Stein. Goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> the author of Goosebumps. Yeah. The author of such classics as Frankenstein's dog. That is so funny. Oh, my God. You know, the classic Frankenstein's dog. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually a crazy story about how she came up with Frankenstein with, like, Lord Byron. And they were, like, they, like, all came up with a horror story. And then, like, the idea of Dracula and Frankenstein were born in the same evening. That's amazing, honestly. Yeah. Oh, I, I love that. Yeah, we forgot to tell them all about how they were basically just like hanging out all together playing like telling scary stories and then just kind of the muse took over and they all went home and wrote books yeah they def- they defined literature for for horror in a lot of ways in that one moment what a magical kind of thing almost as magical as coffee <laughs> ice cream ooh I'm bringing it back. You mean bad? <laughs> sure. <laughs> you, uh, have you, so you're not a fan of those books, or what? <laughs> have you watched uh, Penny Dreadful? I haven't. Oh God, you gotta watch Penny Dreadful for anyone out there who's listening in the darkness out there. Watch Penny Dreadful. It's so good. It's like um, it's like a horror uh, TV show that um has like a lot of like kind of tropey characters like a werewolf and then there's vampires and there's Dorian Gray and and uh, Frankenstein and Frankenstein's monster but it's done in such a way that's like oh it's so beautiful like just reading the script you'd be like this is poetry For, and, and specifically mm. um, the angst uh, between Frankenstein and Frankenstein's monster where Frankenstein feels so horrible for the creation he's made but like still so fixated upon it and frankenstein's monster struggling with what it means to be alive and what his purpose is it's like it's so amazing and it's super underrated that sounds like the exact relationship between a father and his teen son oh yeah <laughs> what have i made yeah. why am i alive <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah why why did i spend so much on bendy pencils <laughs> Dad's just sitting in his his, his uh, lazy boy drinking uh, uh, drinking butter rum straight. <laughs> Hold the rum. Hold the rum. <laughs> just butter. Just drinking just b- <laughs> butter with hot cocoa powder on top. Just Paula Deen in it. <laughs> um, it's kind of crazy to think about that, you know, read a book day is still a thing. When was the last time you read a book? I'm going to call you out. So the last, yeah, I'm a weirdo. And uh, the last book I read was the Tao Te Ching, which is the mm-hmm. Taoist wow. holy text. Wow. Yeah, it was fascinating. It was such a good read. And I did it like all in 
like an hour and a half. Mm. It's it's really short. Oh wow. Okay, so it's it's almost like but, a leaflet or a manuscript kind of a thing. Yeah, it's it's like the biblical equivalent of proverbs, and that's it. Oh, do you have a favorite proverb? Do you have one uh, memorized? Mm, I don't off the top of my head. No. Bah. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm such a lame Christian when it comes to memorization stuff. I'm so thankful that it's written down for me. <laughs> but you remembered Frankenstein's dog. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> it's a classic. No. no, af- no. After that em- embarrassing, not saying Mary Shelley and saying R.L. Stein <laughs> instead, I'm, I'm going to remember Frankenstein's dog forever. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. You know, that's the big thing, I think, in our, our modern days. Like, people used to be able to make mistakes right because the internet didn't exist so you didn't have every answer to every question on a screen in front of you at all times but now like the the expectation for people to be right and understand what they're talking about all the time i think is really kind of like screwed the human experience you know (laughs) yeah yeah and now that everything is recorded so i will forever have that mistake just (laughs) for the public to see <laughs> yeah yeah i mean but you know you can always edit it and just change it <laughs> just put your name but like <laughs> mary shelley on top of it whenever you say r.l stein <laughs> yeah. so that yeah, people know crudely edit it yeah yeah just do a little, <laughs> little post-processing on it you'll be fine bro you'll be fine yeah, yeah now i've got my work cut out for me because i mentioned it in this episode too <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I say I no, like just... coffee, you just edit it and say like I hate that. There, I'll give you the sound bite right there. <laughs> That's perfect. I'll just take that and you'll hear that over and over. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Well, you know, it scraps the past like fifty minutes. It'll just be like a thirty-second episode of it's National Coffee Ice Cream Day. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of read a book day i hate that just over and over and over <laughs> again uh, just crushing me <laughs> kind of uh you know kind of like uh christian crushing the show by showing up late right Mm-hmm. yeah i'll have to add a sound bite of him in here and be like what do you think of libraries christian <laughs> i hate that <laughs> <laughs> that'd be pretty good well, this has been Be Late for Something Day, uh, National Coffee Ice Cream Day, and National Read-A-Book Day, and Labor Day, and we hope you guys have a good time celebrating it, and thanks for sticking around and celebrating with us. Yes. Thanks, guys. And as we say every week, if a hurricane is hitting your town, oh. give me a rhyme, Joey. <laughs> Do not drink butter rum. That cannot be good for you. <laughs> I'm going to put that at the end. I'm going to cover everyone, all right? Be, be, be good to yourself. Be good to your mind, you know? Take care of yourself. Can't let, uh, can't let yourself, you know, fall apart. How, how do you feel about hot buttered rum, Jerry? <laughs> I hate that! <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next week.